Well, good morning and another warm welcome from me. You're listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. Hello, how are you? It's a very quiet, weather-wise morning this morning here in not-quite-so-sunny Sussex on the south coast of England. The sky is grey, but there is not a breath of wind, but the bees are out on all of the flowers. I can see them buzzing around because it's a nice and calm morning. We're still in partial lockdown, so once again I'm having to record this super early before everyone else is up and awake, so there's no other noise. It's not a Wednesday morning recording it. I'm not going to do that again after I had two dust cart lorries come past as I was trying to record my my last podcast last week. So it should be peaceful. You might hear the sounds of pigeons or magpies or blackbirds sometimes landing on the roof of the conservatory here and walking across the roof as they do, or you might hear them flying past. I have had a few little baby birds, unfortunately, flying into the conservatory this week because they haven't quite got their navigation skills up to par, but they're learning. What's been going on this week? Well, I have, well, I've been busy doing a couple more designs this week. As always, I've got to try and fit the world into a shoebox. Uh, I have a seven metre by four metre garden, the design in London, for which the picture that the client sent me showed a garden that probably cost 60 or 70,000 pounds to produce because it was all bespoke and handmade. Inside the garden were four tall birch trees. And I'm thinking to myself, well, the client is saying to be minimalist, clean, you know, I like this sort of enclosed feeling. I like the trees, but I like it to be sort of really neat and, and just calm space. And I'm thinking, well, four birch trees in the garden. You're going to spend your life picking up twigs and catkins and birch seeds and birch leaves and detritus all year long. That picture that they put in the magazine must have taken hours and hours of preening and hoovering to get the tiles all clean and no birch leaves in, in sight. So we will have to manage that expectation and try and find a way of giving the client that level of privacy and immersion that he would like to have without adding a tonne load of detritus to his garden. So I've got that one to work through this morning. I then have another garden in uh, south of England where the client sort of needs, wants to find a little secret space, but at the moment it's they haven't got a lot and they've got this huge desire for this beautiful bucolic English country garden look full of tall stately delphiniums and again they've added the words but you know they'd like to do a bit of gardening but they want it to be low maintenance well once again those beautiful English country borders are not low maintenance you know you're having to stake delphiniums upright everything looks perfect and beautiful standing tall but the reality is as soon as we get a windy day they'll face plant so again i have to find a way of meeting the expectations and what the customer wants to achieve without adding to unnecessary maintenance burdens so that's what i will be doing today i will also be looking at book promotion this week it has been selling, which is very exciting. Uh, the ebook is out, so that's very exciting as well. People have been downloading that. It's called I Want to Like My Garden by Rachel McCartane. You can find it at Amazon, you can find it at Waterstones and most other bookstores online. 
it's a really different kind of gardening book because it's written from your perspective. So take a look. If you have bought a copy, thank you very much. Please leave a review because Amazon rates books by the volume of reviews. So they can be good, bad or indifferent. Obviously, if you didn't like the book, that's fine. But let me know why so I can make book two more relevant and better. But what are the topics today? Well, for all of you, well, those of you who have visited my website, plantplots.com, you'll know that as a gardening website, it takes a different stance. It takes a different approach to gardening. The whole ethos behind what I try and do both as a garden designer and also to provide gardening advice for the general public is to make gardening easier. You know, gardening is not meant to be a chore. A garden is supposed to be a place that we enjoy being in. It's supposed to be that little sort of sanctuary that we have. It's our escapism from the hustles and bustles of modern life. It doesn't matter that it's a tiny little space or you're lucky enough to have a vast estate. The principle behind it is that it is your space where you can engage with nature. So everything I try and do and everything I try and say and I write about is taken from the perspective of, okay, we all want to have a nice garden, but we don't want to be chained to it. We don't want to have the situation where we feel we have to sort the garden out because then it doesn't become a pleasurable space it becomes a chore it's just like washing the floors and cleaning the toilets and doing the washing and going to tesco's and getting the, the food shopping in it's another chore to do so what of today's topic should i be watering should i actually be watering my garden 2020, I think, is going to be looked back on as a year of historic change. There's been a paradigm shift. We've all had to shift focus in lots of different ways. It has really been a sort of a line in the sand date. You know, there will be before 2020 and there will be after 2020. It really has been that momentous, obviously, with the coronavirus coming. Now there are the, the absolute tragedies of people dying in America at the hands of police brutality has brought on this enormous global Black Lives Matter movement. And it is forcing people to change their mindsets, which is a good thing. We can no longer carry on the way that we were. We need to wake up and really take stock of what we're doing, why we're doing it, what we're doing wrong, and what we should be doing right. And all of this change has made me personally reevaluate as well, because let's face it, we've had to change how we live with the virus. We've had to change how companies will operate we change how we even meet and greet, you know, people that we love and friends and everything else. It's, we're all having to learn a different modus operandi. There have been some benefits. Wildlife has benefited from the reduction in human activity across the world. And because we are thinking about change 
and we are having to adapt to change. It also comes back to what was going on before COVID, which was the huge movement that was going on, led and spearheaded by Greta Thunberg, about climate change. As I was walking around yesterday and down to the beach and what have you, I was noticing, you know, we've had down here in Sussex, and in fact in the UK, we've had the sunniest May on record. I mean, down here, um, we have had probably a facial misting of rain in about two months. So April showers just didn't happen. We just had sunny, clear blue skies, Mediterranean type weather for about eight weeks. And as I was walking around yesterday, I was noticing there were people standing in their gardens, watering the rose bushes. There were people with the hose pipes. There was a, an elderly lady sitting on her front lawn with a hose pipe, busily spraying her grass. There were a couple of sprinklers going off. And I was walking around thinking, it is a bit like King Canute trying to stop the tide. Are we still kidding ourselves that we can create an environment in spite of what the climate is doing? And should now, at this particular point in time where so much is changing, that actually we really start looking at smaller issues and thinking, actually, we need to change those as well. And I just suddenly thought, why do I walk around my garden thinking, oh, I really possibly ought to water because we haven't had any rain? Am I being King Canute, sitting, sitting, trying to hold the tide back? The climate has changed. And so I actually made the decision yesterday that I will put a rule in now with my gardening, that for the first year that a plant goes into the garden, I will water it because it's establishing itself. But I am not going to water my garden. I'm not going to water the grass. I'm not going to water the plants. Because they have to be able to survive. And so if plants cannot thrive in my environment, in my climate where I live, I am not making gardening easier by adding plants that need watering. Over a period of time from now on, if plants die off in my garden, that is evolution, albeit artificial. We have changed the climate of this planet, so the plants that could have survived in my garden now can't without artificial help. I will have to adapt my planting. Those plants that survive and thrive when we have periods without rain, prolonged weeks without rain, will be the ones that will stay. It also then added to my decision about pots and growing things in pots, especially down here. Am I making my life easier? Am I making gardening easier by having pots? And I thought, why are people watering now? What is it? What is making us water? Now, I know it, it hasn't rained, but watering the grass? Why? Why do we feel the need to water the grass? If you think about it, the only reason that people are watering the grass is because they feel that they have to. Why do they feel that they have to? It's to do with imagery. 
it's to do with established norms. Every picture you see in a magazine shows a verdant green lush lawn. Every advertiser's image that you see shows green lush lawn. Therefore, if your lawn is not lush and green, you are not doing what you should be. Is what we're doing because we are being programmed by commercial advertisers to follow an ideal that isn't for us making gardening easier. It's making chores. Grass is a really resilient plant. It goes brown, but when the rain comes, it grows back again. You've only got to look at the outback in Australia or the desert in America to see when they get the rains, the whole place explodes into flower and life in days. So grass is adaptable. And if we're going to make gardening easier for ourselves, then we have to embrace the change that has happened. Should I be watering? If your climate is changing, why are you making chores for yourself by buying plants that require high volumes of water to keep them looking fabulous? And actually all you are doing is you are and being guided to follow an advertiser's and a, and a commercial sales outlet's view of what your garden should look like. And all I'm saying is that your garden should suit you. So if you need to make your gardening easier and less of a chore, then consider the watering. But I think we have to learn to work with our world. It is time in the year of 2020 where change is happening all around. This would be a very good change that people choose in their gardens is to sit there and think, okay, the world, the climate, the weather is adapting. Maybe now is time to adapt what I would have planted and choose something that will thrive on its own without my help. So there you are, that's it. I'm not gonna water my garden again. I'm going to let nature do it. I'm gonna see how it adapts, see what works and see what doesn't. And that will make my gardening easier. As always, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Rachel McCartane at The Plotting Shed. You can visit my website, plantplots.com. Uh, there's lots of advice on there, lots of designs on there, lots of border designs that you can buy for your garden, all using bee-friendly, low-maintenance, easy-to-care-for plants. Have a look. You can see some of the garden designs that I've been doing. I'll put the pictures up uh, when I finish these current designs so you can see the ones and what we've created there. As always, you can email me, rachel at plantplots.com. You can subscribe to this podcast. Please do so. If you go on the website, there's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. 
which would also help in just terms of keeping the, the wheels of the world going round. So thank you very much for listening. I will post another podcast next week, roughly in a week's time. In the meantime, stay safe, enjoy your gardens, enjoy the weather, have a lovely day and thank you for listening.